You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Today and every day, we are brought to you by DailyRoto.com. And Tony, I don't know, remember you were saying you were excited about the UFC this weekend. It looked like that, you know, migrated into Sunday. A lot of fights, a lot of ejections. What was going on? Oh, my God. You know, the NFL says they care about player safety, right? But they don't show it with their suspensions. It's true. How is it that a guy can d- deflate footballs and get six games, but if you get hit from behind with not even looking in the, you know, another guy running 30 miles across the field, you get a one-game suspension. And there's even thought that Mike Evans won't get that suspension once it's appealed. Yeah, he might, in fact, win his suspension. Meanwhile, A.J. Green, with a rear chokehold, does not seem to get suspended. It does not have a good look what, uh, when you're complaining about the uh, inmates running the asylum. I'll tell you that. And also, Tony, uh, how did our people do in our lineup? I know we gave him T.Y. Hilton. He certainly popped off. I was yeah. telling people about a case of the VD. If you went there or with Jack Doyle at tight end, you were pretty good. How'd the people do? Uh, the people came up just short. I'm oh. actually looking it up right now. Uh, they were in it for most of the day, too, and uh, it was looking good. The T.Y. Hilton thing was uh, was a good a good run by them for yeah. sure. Uh, let's see what they got here. They got 136 points uh, in this one right here and uh, came up a little short uh, right. there. Just a little bit. All right. I'm trying to get the exact. I'm trying to get the exact measurements. So out of twenty thousand, they came in seven thousand eight hundred ninety nine. All right. Well, the people are getting a little bit better and better as time goes on. Maybe week ten is the week that we all hit for some big cash. But tonight, Tony, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through a three game slate in the NBA. We got an interesting game, especially I am intrigued about the points that could be scored in this Brooklyn Phoenix game. And then what we're gonna do is look at this Monday Thursday slate of action. We have uh, games tonight: the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers, and then we have a NFC West matchup on Thursday night. So, uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff to cover, NBA and NFL. Here's what we're going to do. When we come back, Tony, we're going to start with the three-game slate in the NBA, and then we're going to go to this uh, Monday-Thursday slate. Um, Tony, you always tell me that we should look to the Thursday slate when it's Monday-Thursday, but I actually think there's going to be more points scored tonight. I do, too. I, I really look at It's crazy. Is that Seattle offensive line, right? They went out and got a tackle, and it didn't look like cohesion in that game against Washington. In fact, everybody was going off sides in that game. I've never seen so many false start penalties in my entire life. Uh, that Seattle line looked awfully undisciplined. Yeah, it absolutely does. And listen, we've been saying Russell Wilson will have to do it almost by himself the entire season. It's just not going to happen every week. The Seattle Seahawks are also getting a little bit banged up on the defensive side of the ball. So could their run as the uh, kings of the NFC West come to an end this year? We will discuss as we do the Monday-Thursday slate. But first we got to go through a three-game slate in the NBA here on a Monday. It is Lineup Lock Live with Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Quarterback. 
Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Line of Block Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're talking through a three-game slate here on the NBA. It is a Monday night. The first game up, Tony, is Boston at Atlanta to take on the Hawks. The total of this game is 204. The uh, Boston Celtics are eight-and-a-half-point road favorites in this one, Tony. Uh, you know, with only three games, you gotta, you gotta, you know, kind of go with a little bit of every game, right, Tony? So who do you like in this one? Yeah, you know, in this one, it's crazy when you look at the Atlanta uh, Hawks and how bad they've become. I, I saw that spread and I'm like, damn, you know what I mean? This is uh, crazy because usually the NBA, you get a, you get a whole bunch of home favorites, but there's only a 204 total in this game. Uh, we expect a lot of totals in the uh, later games, but there is a 15 point spread uh, in the Golden State game that we're talking about later. I think Kyrie Irving's a great player in this one. Uh, Al Horford could be a guy to go there, but I'm going to use Kyrie Irving and Jalen Brown tonight. Jalen Brown, of course, is shooting guard for the Boston Celtics uh, there. I think if we can't afford to go and get the chalk with Clay Thompson or Devin Booker, I think that Jalen Brown is a suitable replacement at 6000 bucks. Okay, fair enough. Let's look, though, at this uh, Atlanta side because I remember early I remember early last week you really liked Dennis Schroeder in one game, you liked Bazemore in one game, but the problem with this one is up against the Boston Celtics, they really defend the backcourt pretty well, right? Yeah, so John Collins is a guy that you're looking for in the front court. He's okay. only 5000 bucks. Uh, tonight on a DraftKings FanDuel, he's fifty eight hundred bucks. And if you need to get a cheap flyer, Luke Babbitt will get plenty of playing time because you have uh, the Atlanta team dealing with uh, injuries to Urson Ilovasova, Mike Moliscala, and Malcolm Delaney. So two of our three guys are front court players there, and uh, Luke Babbitt will get playing time at that minimum salary. He can get in the lineup tonight, and I'm going to use Babbitt and I'm going to use um, Collins in this one. Okay, fair enough. Let's look at the next game. And, Tony, in this game, there is a real high total. I'm talking about the Brooklyn Nets and the Phoenix Suns over there in Phoenix, 9 o'clock Eastern time. The total in this game is 234, which is a very high total. The Phoenix Suns are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Both of these teams really push the pace of play. Neither one of these teams play too good defense. So uh, I'm expecting a lot of people in your lineup to be coming from this game, Tony. As we look to the Brooklyn net side I love the usage rate of D'Angelo Russell in this kind of game right yeah so the crazy part is like I'm looking at my lineup and I like my lineup and I'm saying man do I have enough guys from this contest I do have D'Angelo Russell uh in in the lineup tonight that you're going there he has just absolutely uh fell into a place in Brooklyn where they become a better team and he's become the leader of this team Mm -hmm. and absolutely is a guy that you can jump on now, people are going to go with a Damari Carroll. Some people are going to use Karis LeVert. We've used him a lot this season. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson's a guy that goes up and down. Uh, Alan Crabby's a guy that goes up and down. I think all these guys are certainly playable. 
Uh, but the one guy you have to have in there to me is D'Angelo Russell. All right, Tony, let me follow up with this because I've heard this name of Karis LeVert before, you know, in these Brooklyn games. So, you know, he's he's only at $4,700 on DraftKings, but it seems like, I mean, 22 points a game, that is not bad for that price. What um, Why does he always find himself kind of as a value play? Is it because of the pace of play of this team? Yeah, so basically he, tonight, right, on DraftKings, 4,700. Uh, we're looking at it somewhere at 20, 25 points. You see him get it in there. The only problem with him is is that sometimes when you, he's a point guard, and D'Angelo Russell's the point guard uh, on that team. So they move him to shooting guard. They move him to small forward, and he doesn't get the ball in his hands. And D'Angelo Russell's a shoot-first point guard. So there are times when he can get lost out on the floor, and even with the 234 total, you're never going to have a bad game with them at 4700 bucks. but you might not get that five or six times the value. Okay, fair enough. Hey, Tony, when we go to the Phoenix side of this game, everybody knows about Devin Booker. You said him already. He's getting 34 fantasy points a game. But I'm interested also, like I said, in the other people in this backcourt because it doesn't look like the Brooklyn Nets can defend at all. So what about a guy like Mike James going at $5,300 on DraftKings? And if he gets his normal 23, 24 minutes a game, could he be a viable play in the backcourt today? Yeah, absolutely. They're 28th in the league at defending the backcourt, whether it's the point guard or the shooting guard. Uh, so I have Mike James in my lineup. I would have put Devin Booker, but I couldn't afford to get him in. Uh, the only thing I might change is I have Hassan Whiteside in there uh, in the game later. I could switch it out and make a little switch there and, and get those two guys. Uh, TJ Warren is a nice player at $5,700. I think on DraftKings, his price is too low. Uh, his usage rate is almost 24% in this offense, uh, which comes in a huge number there and is certainly a guy that could play. A guy I, I like, but Phoenix doesn't like him. Uh, I don't know what is going on with Marquise Chris. Hmm. This guy can play, and he's not getting enough playing time. He's not getting enough usage, and they're dead last at defending – uh, power forwards. Marquis Curry seems to me is a sleeper, but I'm not using him because Phoenix is not using him. And if I was coaching the team tonight, I would keep him out there 30 minutes and I would play him at DraftKings. Yeah, it would be good if you could manipulate the uh, productivity like that, Tony. <laughs> I wonder if NBA coaches like tell like tell someone you know in their inner circle in their entourage like, listen, listen. I know Marquise Chris is only getting 20 minutes a game, but boy, are we gonna ride him today? You really need to put him in for 4,200 dollars. You think there's inside trading going on like that? Well, they it used to be back in the day. That's why the NFL came out with the injury report because. Right. All the gamblers would try to hound the trainers on all these teams, and they'd all try to make friends with the trainers, and they would try to get the information uh, each and every time from the trainers. The trainers were the guys making all the side money in professional sports. Fair enough. Hey, Tony, you talked about Marquise Chris in the in the uh, front cut there. What about Tyson Chandler going for $100 less in this game? I know the yeah. usage isn't necessarily there, but he's a guy who I think could get some work, you know, boarding and blocking in this game that could be up and down. What do you think about a guy like Tyson Chandler? He doesn't play a whole lot of time. Like, you right. could go Tyson Chandler or Dragon Bender, either one of these guys, and they could definitely come through tonight for you, and they could definitely pay off. Uh, oh, late! Just got news uh, that uh, no, he's okay. He's all right. That was a, that was a false report. I got an erroneous text. Uh, it was an old one. On fake, news, fake, so news. fake news. Fake news. That's everywhere. 
So I think both these guys are playable. The only problem is playing time because they both of them split up the time. Okay, fair enough. Hey, Tony, let's look at the last game on this three-game slate. The Miami Heat go to the Bay Area to take on the defending champion Warriors. The total for this game is 226, and the Warriors are 15-point favorites at home. Tony, when I see a spread like this, the first thing I think about are, will the studs from the Warriors, your Clay Thompson, your Steph Curry's, your Kevin Durant's, will they be in the game long enough in the fourth quarter for them to accumulate enough points so tell me what do you think do you think uh, any of these Warriors will be sitting in the fourth quarter and how would you know which one this game sets up for to maybe pop off yeah all right so this is the hardest thing to predict in any type of sport is what you do in this type of situation here and when you have the Warriors such a loaded team and such a huge big favorite this is actually the biggest point spread in the NBA this season. This is the first game that's 15 points. Stephen Curry's a 27% usage rate. He's also going against a, a point guard that struggles a little defensively. If I was going to play one of them, it would be him. But there's no need to play him when you have D'Angelo Russell and Kyrie Irving, both in good matchups tonight. I think Clay Thompson by far is the best uh, shooting guard tonight. And his salary's a little bit, you know, you can get there at 6900 7200 uh, they're a lot cheaper than Booker, so I think Clay Thompson would probably be the one guy I play. The guy that I actually like in this game is on the other side. Got to be Hassan Whiteside, right? And yeah, they're, they're weak at the center position. Their one weakness, right, is mm-hmm. against the center position. They're weak against bigs. They're 27th this season against centers. 27th. 26th against power forwards. The problem is, do you go and think the same thing? If there's such an underdog here, how does Hassan Whiteside play it? Hassan has also got himself in foul trouble on occasion. Does he get a couple fouls here, or where do they go from there? So I think Whiteside at DraftKings, the price tag is 7000 On FanDuel, it's 8700 So it tells you that DraftKings mm. has a big salary discrepancy and probably screwed up here. And because of that low salary, it's going to force me to play him. Fair enough. Let me ask you this, though, as it relates to Whiteside. You know, doesn't he get a lot of his production from things like blocks as well? And I don't see the Warriors. Aren't the Warriors like an outside shooting team? Haven't they kind of changed the math and the geometry of the NBA? Are there less drives to the hole, thus less opportunity for blocks for Whiteside? Yeah, you, definitely that and the you know, skill team. But you still got... Jermon Green will take a couple shots down sure. low. Kevin Durant's all over the place. Uh, you look at it in his last games, and this is the, the, the problem with uh, Hassan Whiteside in going to town with him because he can make you win or lose all by himself. He got a 55 points at four games ago, 34, 25, and then 54. He's all over the place. I mean, this is the promise you get at 7,000. It's almost like the T.Y. Hilton thing, right? Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? He's already put up two big games. If you don't play him at that price, you could be sitting there Monday morning and go, what the hell did I do? And it's the same thing here. 54 points. His price is only 7000 bucks. Fair enough, Tony. 39% of your poll agrees with you that he's kind of the cornerstone piece of tonight's lineup of a three-game slate. When we come back on Lineup Lock Live, Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata, we break down the Monday-Thursday NFL slate right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, this is Greg. 
Eric Sussman, your fantasy football BFF, and I'm here to tell you all about the Big Game Trivia Challenge, sponsored by DKMS. All you have to do is answer four questions in a row, right? And you win two tickets to the Big Game in Minnesota on February 4th. Make sure you're locked and loaded in the Fantasy Sports Radio Network so you always know when we're playing. The game only happens once a day, and the show changes. So make sure you listen and watch and play the Big Game Trivia Challenge, sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Line of Block Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We just took you through a three-game slate in the NBA today. Hassan Whiteside might be a cornerstone piece. We also like D'Angelo Russell. We also like a little Kyrie Irving potentially in that matchup. There's only three games, so you got to you know pick and choose your spots. But we turn our attention now to the Monday-Thursday slate in the hey, NFL. Before we get into it. Go ahead. Can I can I can I bitch and complain about something? You absolutely can. You're a grown man. You're allowed to do whatever you want. You're you're out there, so you'll know. This guy Ben McAdoo, right? This yeah. guy's way too much. Yeah. I mean, first of all, he says that today that uh, Eli Manning is the team's starting quarterback. Right. But at some point, we could look at Geno Smith or Davis Webb. This guy is going to be here when you're fired, Ben McAdoo, yep. Eli Manning. They're going to put him up. And probably get a like a uh, an obnoxious statue of him in front of a giant yep. stadium. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Even if you would do this, why would you say that to the press? Why don't you just do it between you and Eli when you're unemployed and you don't know why? This is the reason you're incompetent. You don't belong to be a head coach in the National Football League. Listen, Tony, I don't know if it was on Line Pluck Live or on the Fantasy Freestyle where I was also talking about this as it related to last week when out of the blue they decided to suspend Jan- uh, Janoris Jenkins, Jackrabbit. I called it a clear kind of like power grab by McAdoo trying to plant his flag and look like he was the man that it was him so I think this is in the same vein him trying to like say that he's got control he's pulling the strings but you're absolutely right Eli Manning is going to be a giant for life he's going to be you know visiting training camp in eight years there there's going to be yes absolutely maybe a statue outside of MetLife he's going to have one of those lifetime contracts I don't I don't buy it that he's going to get you know traded to Jacksonville and Tom Coughlin it is not going going to happen and you're absolutely right it looks like the team is giving up on Ben McAdoo and the New York football giants I understand maybe wanting to see what you have in the kids that are potentially a part of the future but well, the funny part you. is you won't be part of the future I completely agree with you Tony I, I could tell you I could tell people what they'll get with Davis Webb Davis Webb 65% of his passes at Cal well, with 10 yards or less, mm. you're getting Joe Flacco. Is that what you want to see? You want to see Joe Flacco running around out there? No, they probably don't. But here's the thing. Remember, as a Jets fan, I was hoping that they went 1-15 to try and get a good pick in this year's draft with one of these kids. Now it's going to wind up being the Giants who maybe wind up getting their quarterback early in next year's draft. Tony, speaking of quarterbacks, we have some interesting options in this Monday-Thursday slate on DraftKings. Here, and you put up a poll, as usual. If you guys want to follow along on the poll, you absolutely can at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' 
speeds on Twitter. We've got Russell Wilson at 7,400, Matthew Stafford at 6,500, Brett Hundley at 5,400, and then Drew Stanton at 4,900. Tony, I know in these Monday-Thursday games, if I could find just a little bit of savings, then I could do pretty much whatever I want at the other positions. I like the Detroit Lions tonight. I think Jim Bob Cooter is going to cooter all over Lambeau Field with Matthew Stafford. Give me Matthew Stafford at 6,500. We have said it here before, Tony, that when he is healthy and under Jim Bob Cooter, this guy is a borderline MVP caliber quarterback that we've seen him. Now, you know he's had a little bit of a uh, step back, but remember, he was banged up. I like Stafford and the Lions offense tonight, but I don't know who it's going to be that pops off. Will it be Tate? Will it be Ebron? Will it be Riddick? Will it be Abdullah? Give me the aggregate. That's Matt Stafford at 6,500. Yeah, we're going to get to those. going to be some tough decisions. If you look at the quarterbacks tonight, the Green Bay defense is allowing the most points to the quarterbacks, 22nd in the league and 6,500. Russell Wilson gets Arizona. Doug Baldwin's going to get shadowed by the top cornerback in uh, football in Patrick Peterson, right? So you look at that. Patrick Peterson is a little banged up. It is a short week, so maybe he's got a little bit of advantage. And we saw how poor they played against the Redskins. Then Brett Hundley, you know what? Detroit's defense has improved this year. They're not playing bad there. In Seattle, they might be banged up, but it's still Drew Stanton. To me, the only choice is Matt Stafford. So I'm glad you agree with me, Tony. Let me ask you a little bit more about Russell Wilson. Do you have any cause for concern and season long as it relates to Russell? I mean, we know his offensive line has betrayed him all season long, but it looks like he had, at the beginning of the year at least, been able to, you know, escape the pocket, make the clutch plays when he needs to, but that is not necessarily happening as much throughout the season. Do you have any concern about the Seahawks uh, long term? I'm, I'm concerned about him getting hurt. I'm not concerned about him putting up fantasy numbers, and I'm going to tell you why. 45 throws in that game yesterday, yeah. and he still found time to run for 77 yards. So you can't when you have those two combinations, you can't have a bad game. And in the game before that, 41 throws. He still ran for 30 yards. 39 throws, mm-hmm. 37 throws. He's never going to have a bad game that many throws. But – with all those times he's getting hit, I worry about him staying up for 16 weeks. Yeah, that is absolutely something that you worry about, and I'm sure Seahawks fans worry about as well. You know, it's it's interesting, Tony, because earlier in the year, you know, we were talking about some offenses that we thought had bad offensive lines that had volume throwers at the quarterback position, and we said that we might like them better in fantasy than in real football, whether it be Kirk Cousins, whether it be at that time Carson Palmer, whether it be a guy like Eli Manning. Well, now, all of a sudden, the Arizona Cardinals look balanced again. You know, uh, Drew Stanton did not put the ball up that many times, and it is because of Adrian Peterson. You and I were both off Adrian Peterson going into Week 9, and he had a career-high 37 carries. And, Tony, Adrian Peterson is in our next poll about our RB1s here with Adrian Peterson at 5,900, Aaron Jones at 6,800, Ty Montgomery at 47, and Amir Abdullah at 4,100. A lot of the people do in fact, like Adrian Peterson at 5,900, do you think he can become this kind of renaissance bell cow for the Cardinals? It seems like they uh, do well, quote-unquote, feeding the beast. 
Yeah, so last week he wasn't a bad play. I mean, you look at it, San Francisco, I thought Stanton wasn't a bad play. I thought you could have played – the San Francisco defense is so bad. Like, Kyle Shanahan's another guy that's getting a free pass. I know the team isn't great, but you know what? You're an NFL coach, and you've made that team worse than they were before. I'll tell you right now, this ain't they – they're not playing San Francisco this week. Right. So Adrian Peterson is not going to run – 25 30 times against the seattle defense no i don't think he's a strong play at all in this group and he would not be a guy because of the price tag there i'd be going to uh play now i look at it and i'm saying andre ellington because of the price of 3800 dollars is a little intriguing to me because if they get down or they get behind or they can't run the ball Ellington becomes more in that passing game and five or six carries right and all of a sudden we're going to get an opportunity there to get 12, 13 fantasy points, and at 3800 bucks, that pays off. So to me, Adrian Peterson is not even the best play on his team. All right, fair enough. When you talk about team by team, I am very intrigued by the Packers running backs that we are going to see tonight. Aaron Jones at 6800 and Ty Montgomery at 4700 51% of the people in our first running back poll are going with Aaron Jones, Tony, and I'm a little concerned. Like, I actually believe a healthier Ty Montgomery is going to eat into this timeshare a little bit. I also expect a game that is not as much running as it was last time the Packers and Hundley were out there. Now with the bye, they may throw it a little bit more. And Ty Montgomery really did a lot of production, as you know, at the beginning of the season. Via the passing game, I understand that was Aaron Rodgers, obviously. But I think Ty Montgomery eats into Aaron Jones's workload a little bit tonight. Do you agree? And do you think Montgomery might be the value at 4700 the only way that Montgomery truly becomes the value is if they get down by 10 or more early in this game. Because here's the problem is if you look at last game against New Orleans, right, Aaron Jones had only 17 carries, which is not a ton. And he had 131 yards rushing. It was capped by a 46-yard run. Then against Minnesota, they're a very good defense. They had 13 carries, and he only had five points there. And then Dallas, he had 125 yards on 19 carries. So he hasn't got 20 carries in a game. But I, So I think he gets around 15 tonight. I think Ty Montgomery could get five or six catches at best. At best, because the problem is the quarterback. People forget how hard it is for a quarterback to throw to the running back out of the backfield and learn all those plays, plus learn all the receiver routes. And I think that's the problem is this kid in only his second game as a starter and trying to hook up with Ty Montgomery is tougher than people give it credit. But the one thing here that's going to help Montgomery – I don't believe Martellus Bennett's going to play tonight. Right. It does sound like Marty B, the black unicorn, might miss this game. But I don't know, Tony. I also, I kind of expect the game flow. I could see Detroit getting up and this game having to go back and forth um, and Aaron Jones continuing to not get carries. And then, you know, if they're in their two-minute offense, their shotgun, their third-down offense, I would imagine it's going to be Ty Montgomery on the field more than Aaron Jones, no? If that is the game flow? I, I, I well, you know, it's crazy when you think about it. I mean, it's a lot to put on a kid's shoulders. I think that they will only be in that type of offense with 
uh, two minutes left in the game. Like, I don't see them rushing up to run plays. I think they try to take their time and keep it close. All right, fair enough. That is why they play the games we will be able to see. As we build this lineup, here's one of the things you could do. Go on over to www.fantasyfactor.com. I love Fantasy Factor, okay? Here's the thing. You can take a lineup that you may get from Dane and Tony over here on Lineup Block Live. Put it on at www.fantasyfactor.com. You get single-entry contests, so you're not going up against people with algorithms and 20, 50, 100 lineups. There's smaller prize pools, flatter tournaments. You really actually stand a chance. So when you listen to Lineup Lock Live all week long, whether it be NBA or NFL, you can go on in there and throw in a lineup. It's a single-entry tournament. You probably still have a chance. And the beautiful thing is, uh, you know... You don't have to compete against all these big boys. So when you get the knowledge that you get from Lineup Block Live, you throw it right in there, and you're doing pretty good. And here's the other thing. There's a free roll every week, NFL free roll and an NBA free roll. So it's a beautiful place to get started. When we come back, we're going to start talking about the wide receivers in this Monday-Thursday slate. It's Lineup Block Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm going to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the Draft Kings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell Greg Sussman say you. Welcome back to Line of Block Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're talking through the Monday-Thursday slate of the DFS here in the NFL. We also took you through the top three games, or the only three games, on the uh, on the docket for Monday night in the NBA. I told you about FantasyFactor.com. What I also got to tell you is, you know, we've been talking about this collaboration we're doing with DKMS all season long, all football season long. And uh, besides the DFS contest that you could enter... You could also call into one of our shows. We're doing a trivia contest here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network on Wednesday on Roto Experts in the Morning, on Thursday on the Fantasy Football Frenzy, and on Friday on On Target. They're going to open the phone lines for the contest. All you got to do is get four questions right, and you can win tickets for two up to the big game in Minnesota where Justin Timberlake is doing the halftime show. Tony, I think you're absolutely right. Janet Jackson will be there in some way, shape, or form as well. Do you think uh, the listeners need to study up for these questions in the trivia contest, Tom? Enough. You actually told them what shows. I, I just try to get them to listen all day. Tell them you never know when it'll happen. But you were nice enough. See, you want them to get out there and be prepared and mentally stable for that. Yeah, you, you just fall like football question so you should know who won every super bowl what year that they won the super bowl mm-hmm. the mvps who's thrown for the most yards yep. 
and things like that. Yeah, record setters in terms of passing yards or career yeah. rushing yards, career playoff wins and losses, things like that. Um, yeah, I tell them what show, Tony, because here's the thing. I'm then hoping that when it's on my show, Fantasy Freestyle, from 7 to 8 p.m., <laughs> that other people will tell the listeners out there that it's on Fantasy Freestyle, and then they can come. Hey, Tony, let me ask you something else before we get into these wide receivers. You do a lot of shows on this network. I filled in for the guys on Best Friends Forever on Friday. Yeah, I watched, yeah. And and people that were calling in were some of the same callers from the Fantasy Freestyle. I thought that yeah. I had, like, a personal bond with them. Tony, do you ever get attached to your callers? Well, here's the thing. I've been doing this a long time. So I'm crazier than you guys. I go and meet these people, like, once a year. We have a couple drafts down at the Greenwich Street Tavern, and some of the listeners get to play against some of the hosts on the channel, and it gets bigger and bigger every year. And then the dumbest thing you could ever do is give some of these people your phone number because they think they can call you any time in the world. And then they, you become friends with them. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, they get old and then they're going to pass away. And then you got to send something for their funerals. It, it gets crazy. Oh, then it becomes really – it sounds like a hassle, Tony. Why would you do all that? <laughs> it seems like it sometimes, right? Hey, fair enough. Hey, Tony, before we get to the uh, wide receivers, I want to ask you real quick about these Seattle running backs. Eddie Lacy, it looks like, went down with a groin injury. We're not sure about his status, but it's a quick turnaround to Thursday Night Football. Thomas Rawls then, you know, kind of took over. I believe he had nine carries for 39 yards, which isn't, yeah. you know, good by any stretch of the imagination. But relatively speaking, for a Seattle running back this season, it is pretty good. So let me ask you this. Like, is Thomas Rawls a lead back and thus a viable play on this slate at 3,400? The craziest thing is I, I'm sitting here trying to judge right now the second back on the slate. Say you went Aaron Jones or you went Ty Montgomery, right? You, right. you went one of those two backs. Who the hell do you use the second back? Thomas Rawls ran hard in that game. I mean, if you watch that game, the statistics don't show it. But he ran hard in that game. He caught two passes, which is good to see because that's J.D. McKissick's gig. He's catching balls out of the backfield. So if Rawls can do that, that keeps McKissick out of the lineup here. And the other guy never comes in plays, so we don't have to worry about uh, – C.J. Procise? Oh, yeah, C.J. Procise. Come on, man. This guy's got to – he's got to get and drink some milk. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to go Thomas Rawls in the okay. hopes that he gets 12 to 13 carries. All right, fair enough. So it sounds like you're going with Aaron Jones and Thomas Rawls as your running backs on this slate, continuing to eschew Adrian Peterson. Yeah, the other guy that I'm looking at, I was thinking about, was uh, Amir Abdullah. Abdullah came out and said he wanted the ball around the goal line situation. Of course, last week, uh, Detroit couldn't get the ball in from the two-yard line. But if you look at Abdullah, I mean, he ran for 19 points against the Minnesota Vikings, uh, the number one uh, defense in the league. And he had 11 points against Atlanta, and he's never been double digits before or after that. It's just not enough of an outcome there, and they have too many bats. All right, so that could be options. But let's go to the wide receiver position, Tony. Here, listen, two of the more underappreciated wide receivers in all of football are on this first poll. I'm talking about Golden Tate, and I'm talking about Doug Baldwin. You can get Golden Tate at 6,700. You can get Doug Baldwin at 6,400. Not a noticeable jump up from, say, a Marvin Jones at 61 or Jordy Nelson tonight, who is a stud but will have Brett Hundley throwing him the ball at 6,000. Tony? I like both Golden Tate and Doug Baldwin, especially given the PPR format that we see in DraftKings. All right. Golden, I got worries about both. We'll go over these. Golden Tate, 
he was banged up last game, and he caught seven balls for 86 yards, right? So right. it makes me say, hey, you know what? Don't worry about the he injury. He can fight through. It yeah. is only three. Yeah, it's only three or four days later. So I'm a little concerned there, but I'm playing him. He's in my lineup. Doug Baldwin's going to get Peterson all over the field, and is that something I want to partake with? Marvin Jones gets no love whatsoever from fantasy owners. And 21 points, 21 points, 11 points uh, in his last three games. All right, so you think Marvin Jones could be the option against this Green Bay defense ahead of goal, but you are playing Golden Tate. Are you investing in yeah, multiple I, Lions wideouts I here? Think I, yeah, that's what I think I'm going to do is go with multiple guys. Uh, and from, you're going uh, Stafford the, as well, huh? So you're, you're, heavy yeah. with the, you're heavy with the Lions tonight. Yeah, and then, then you have to figure out what you're going to do. Do you get in that Seattle-Arizona game? What do you go with Green Bay's other wide receiver? And then you've got to bang this game is going to be everything you think it'll be and be the high-scoring contest and then hope that Seattle-Arizona game turns into a field goal kicker's contest. Fair enough. What about a guy like Larry Fitzgerald, Tony? I mean, you know the skill is still there. I understand the matchup against the Legion of Boom is not a great one, and I understand the quarterback throwing to him is not a great one, but Stanton has been there now for a few years, and if he knows where his bread is buttered, it still means targets for Fitz, you know? Yeah, I mean, we're going to throw out the Rams game because they got beat 33 to nothing in right. that one, right? And he got bit. But he had 11 targets and 9 targets in the two games against uh, with Drew Stanton at quarterback position. So I look at that and say, you know what, he's the favorite guy there. So Fitzgerald's certainly in play. I think uh, for tonight, I think that he's a guy they could look at. Or do you go with one of the Green Bay wide receivers and you try to figure out which one, Jordy Nelson or Devontae Adams? Now, I thought, based on last game, Jordy Nelson would be uh, the guy when I went into the before week seven because when we had Brett, uh, Hunley come in, he targeted in week six against mm-hmm. Minnesota Jordy Nelson ten times in that game. And then all of a sudden, bang, he comes up, he has four targets, one catch, and it wasn't there. So I, I, I'm going to go back to Nelson, but it could be Devontae Adams. I think you're guessing uh, here if you're going to go with either Green Bay guy. Yeah, fair enough, but I'm with you, Tony, on guessing the non-Devontae Adams option, okay? I believe that Devontae Adams, he had some odd touchdown chemistry with Aaron Rodgers, you know? He was always that guy in the red zone. I believe touchdowns are somewhat fluky, but Adams had a big-time string of touchdowns with Adam uh, with Aaron Rodgers. I believe he was the most touchdown-dependent of the guys in Green Bay, so I think he's the one that suffers the most. I think Jordy Nelson will still get his opportunity. Let me ask you a question I ask you almost every week as it relates to the Seattle wide receivers. You like Tyler Lockett or you like Paul Richardson better if you had to go one way or the other? It's crazy. Paul Richardson was non-existent yesterday. He had a a big catch in that game. He had three receptions, three targets. I don't know why he wouldn't throw the ball to this guy more. Uh, I think he's a dynamic uh, receiver. Tyler Lockett is a guy that has great skills. He's a lot like Tyreek Hill to me. He was targeted eight times yesterday, but he only had two catches. He had three fantasy points on eight targets. I got to go Paul Richardson. Okay, fair enough. Hey, Tony, we also want to give the people a tight end to put in this Monday-Thursday lineup. So we got four teams in play, so we got pretty much four options, and they are as follows. Jimmy Graham at 5,700, and quite frankly, all of the rest are almost half or less than half of their total in terms of price. You got Eric Ebron tonight at 3,100, Luke Wilson at 2,500, Jermaine Gresham at 2,500. Tony, is there any reason? 
reason she could go somewhere besides the Reverend, the superstar Jimmy Graham uh, on Thursday night, Seattle, uh, going up against someone who's not named Patrick Peterson in that defense? The only way to go is if you just can't pay the money, like if you don't want to pay the money, because there is nobody else. I mean, you look at it, Eric Ebron, um, he's been terrible, and Green Bay is number one against the tight ends in football right now. Uh, You look at Jermaine Gresham, he's a guy that's gotten the offense a little bit. They're 19th. Uh, If you're going to save money, he's 2,500. He would be the one I'd go with. But Jimmy Graham is the safest play, unless you're going to go with Luke Wilson because you think Jimmy Graham gets banged up and can't play three days later. As they were, Luke Wilson was able to catch some balls uh, in the last contest, ended up with eight fantasy points uh, there. So the Seattle guys might be one and two in tight ends this week. All right, fair, fair enough. But, Tony, one thing you just mentioned there as it related to the tight end was, like, if you can afford the money, doesn't the change in this level of tight end down to the other one, you know, isn't that, like, so much of a bigger drop than at some of these other positions where I could save money at other positions to ensure that I do have enough money to pay for Jimmy Graham at 5700 Shouldn't I try to, like, budget myself so I can get Graham in my lineup isn't he that much better than the rest? Yeah, absolutely. I think, and I, you shouldn't have a problem doing that. Uh, I can get Jimmy Graham in. I can get the, all the wide receivers that we talked about on this show uh, in, and Thomas Rawls, and it wasn't there. And I still get enough money for the Seattle defense. So I think that it's not a sell. I think Jimmy Graham should be 100% owned. All right, fair enough. When we come back here on Lineup Lock Live, Tony Sincata will give you his NBA lineup for tonight. And we'll also talk a little bit more about defenses. Let's say you want to go away from Seattle real quick. We'll let you know what to do. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DFS lineup block sponsored by DailyRoto.com. I wonder if NBA coaches tell someone, you know, in their inner circle, in their entourage, like, listen, I know Marquise Chris is only getting 20 minutes a game, but boy, are we going to ride him today. You really need to put him in for $4,200. That's why the NFL came out with the injury report, because all the gamblers would try to hound the trainers on all these teams. The trainers were the guys making all the side money. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Walk right over to Lineup Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Broke down a three-game slate in the NBA. We're talking about this Monday-Thursday lineup here in uh, DraftKings on the NFL. Tony, before we finish off that lineup, you mentioned that you had the Seattle defense, which, you know, is probably the best defense out there on this slate. But what about the Detroit Lions? You mentioned they are not too bad. And you know who might be bad? Brett Hundley might be bad. So why not the Detroit Lions as a value option? Oh, I think you go either one, right? I think you're looking at two guys and get inexperienced quarterbacks right there. Right. Go Drew Stanton or go against Brett Hundley. Uh, and you could even throw in maybe the Green Bay. They have some uh, off track at the weather, a night game in Green Bay as opposed to beautiful Arizona uh, where they have like one of them semi-roofs there and they have the beautiful grass that they bring out. Playing conditions. I mean, it's a whole beat-up high school stadium out there in the weather. So you can make that case uh, for tonight's game in Detroit. All right, fair enough. Hey, Tony, it comes down to the time of the show where people want to understand how to best make some money. The Tony Sincata NBA DFS lineup. Why don't you flop the nuts for the people, Tony? 
Yeah, I got D'Angelo Russell, $8,200. Jalen Brown at Shooting God, $6,000. TJ Warren in that highs uh, contest in Brooklyn, $5,700. $5,000 uh, with Collins at Power Forward. Hassan Whiteside could be a blow, but the price is too low. I'm going to gamble on him, $7,000. Mike James, $5,300. Luke Babbitt, $3,400. Mm. Kyrie Irvin, $8,800. And, of course, tonight, you know what? It came down to a last decision on what I was going to do with a wide receiver. And I ended up going with Green Bay over Seattle's really? uh, second wide receiver in um, that game. I actually went Matt Stafford, 6,500. Aaron Jones, 6,600. Thomas Rawls, 3,400. Then I went Golden Tate and Marvin Jones. And then I have Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb as my flex okay. uh, there. Um, and then I have Jimmy Graham and I have the Seahawks defense. I went with Randall Cobb because he's playing around the line of scrimmage, yep. right? So when you're thinking about a guy that's a new to the quarterback, they don't have a real tight end responsibility there. So I'm gambling on Hundley throwing the guy ball closest to him, and that would be Randall Cobb. Yeah, I like that, Tony. I told you. I also think that Adams served that kind of, you know, big outside X red zone kind of role in that offense. I agree with you. When I revoke back to my thesis about young quarterbacks, bad quarterbacks, when you want to check down, it's the tight end and the slot receiver. And as you said, the black unicorn, Martellus Bennett, may not be available. So that underneath that security blanket role could be Randall Cobb. I also am intrigued, Tony, by your play of Thomas Rawls. Do you think think that he um, could actually grab hold of this role and maybe be their lead running back for the rest of the season? Uh, he's had opportunity after opportunity, uh, so I'm not convinced it's all the running backs' uh, problems there. I think that offensive line, it's well documented how poor they are in the pass game. Maybe they're equally as poor in the running game, but I think he gets the first opportunity on Thursday night. And if Arizona was a team that could score, which I don't think they're going to score a lot, I would think that J.D. McKissick would come and play then because more of a passing option. So I don't think he comes into play. I think this is Thomas Rawls' job to lose. He might lose it. He's lost it a couple times. But I'll go with the guy out of the gate at 3400 bucks. Fair enough. You're absolutely right. He has lost it before. He has also run for over 200 yards in the game before. So we <laughs> shall see what happens on Thursday night. We'll see what happens tonight as Monday night football between the Packers and the Lions conclude week nine. Hey, Tony, we got a big day in the NBA tomorrow. We're going to talk quarterbacks. We got a full NBA slate. How are we playing it this week? Yeah, come back tomorrow and tune in, people. We'll get something for both of you guys there. It might be a little more NBA than we saw tonight and get that ready, but we'll get you some quarterback play as well. Got four teams on fire in the NFL this week. Fair enough, but before this week is out, we'll give you NBA cash. We'll give you NFL lineups as well. That's what we do here on Lineup Lock Live. Today and every day, we have been presented by DailyRoto.com. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Hey, Tony, have a good night. I hope you cash, buddy. I'll see you tomorrow.